their prayer ain't going to go any farther than their feet. As a matter of fact, it won't rise. It'll just fall. And, and that's because some folks don't know what real prayer is. The essence of prayer contains a lot of things. Praise, confession, repentance, thanksgiving, commitment, meditation, intercession, and supplication. In our prayer life, you and I should adore who God is and what God has done. That is praise. In our prayer life, we should admit our shortcomings and our sins. That's confession. In our prayer life, we should be prompted and change our behavior. That's repentance. In our prayer life, we should show gratitude for what God has done and for what God is doing and for what God will do. That's thanksgiving. In our prayer life, we should dedicate ourselves to the work, will, and ways of God. That's commitment. In our prayer life, we should be silent and listen to what God has to say. That's meditation. In our prayer life, we should lift up the concerns of others as well as ourselves. That's intercession. And in our prayer life, we should ask God for the things that we want and need. That's supplication. Today, I want to talk about supplication. Because this is the type of prayer that Elijah comes before God with in the text. Supplication is praying for our needs. And it brings us to the point in the sermon I present to you right now where Elijah, that bold Tishbite prophet, has just defeated 450 of Baal's prophets at Mount Carmel. And another 400 prophets of Asherah. So together he has defeated 850 false prophets. He's now in the wilderness. Pouring out his soul to God in prayer. Did you see what he said? He said, Lord, it's too much. Take my life. I might as well be dead. That's what Elijah Did y'all catch that? Prayed for the Lord to take his life. He wanted to die. Elijah is sitting in the wilderness praying a prayer, somewhat like the prayers we pray. Lord, it's too much. I can't stand what's going on in my life. Have any of you all ever been there before? Where the weight seems so heavy? You didn't know how you were going to make it? Have have, have any of you all ever been there where it seemed like the more you prayed, the more deafening the silence of heaven? Have any of you ever been at the point where it seemed like the more you prayed, the worse your situation became? Have, have, Have you ever been in the wilderness? Where you cried all night long and got no relief. Uh, ha- have you ever been in the wilderness and, 
and you say, Lord, I need you at least send me a sign that you hear me. And, 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 and God did not respond to your prayer text message. Here is this prophet after a major victory sitting under a broom tree feeling like a failure. And Elijah at this moment is in deep depression. (gasps) You mean to tell me that the man of God is dealing with depression? Yep. You you mean to tell me that after a major victory, that the man of God is dealing with depression? Yep. Preacher wanted the Lord to take his life because things weren't going well for him. Have you ever been there? Got problems at the house, problems on the job, issues at school, mess in the church. Have you ever, have you, have you ever really just been in the wilderness? You prayed to God and God did not respond. I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be transparent right now. There have been some moments in my life where When I prayed to God, there was just silence. And God seemed so far away. No answer from heaven. No response. And I've had people that have come to me in private counsel saying, Pastor, I prayed and why aren't my prayers answered? And as people share their problems and pains and Trials and tribulation, their tears and frustrations. They say, Pastor, I hear people talk about how good the Lord is. I hear people talk about how the Lord delivered them and how the Lord brought them out and how the Lord done wonderful things for them. And I want to know what's wrong with me. What about those times when you were waiting to hear from heaven? And there's been no answer. What about those times you poured out your heart in supplication and things didn't get better, but they got worse? What about those times when your response to prayer has been silence? Think about that child that's gone bad. And you prayed and that child got even crazier. Think think about the sickness that popped up out of nowhere and you asked God to heal you and you went back to the doctor and the doctor has given you a worse diagnosis than before. What, what, What about the fact that you're very qualified but you still can't get a job? Lord knows you need that job to support your family. You've been petitioning heaven and there's there's no answer. God seems to be very far away. Cancer in your body. That devastating death that came out of nowhere. 
the irreconcilable ruptured relationship. The anger in your soul. The, the loneliness that dogs you late at night. And the tears you hide from everybody but, but Jesus. And there seems to be no answer from heaven. God seems to be so far away. And can I be honest? I'm being transparent. There are sometimes I don't feel like praying. Because what's the use? <laughs> Got to be real with this thing. And I know y'all didn't show up to service on a Memorial Day weekend to walk out feeling like this. But sometimes I think we shout too much and we don't lament and think enough. All I'm just trying to do is put as my late spiritual father, Charles Booth, would say, trying to put the hay where the cows can get it. Have, have any of you all, and I just need some honest folks right now. I, I don't need no super religious, super spiritual, churchy, churchy person. I, I just need some honest people that, that if you're honest, I, I need some folks that, that ain't afraid to admit with your pastor, there have been times you did not want to pray. All right. I'm, I'm glad I got a few of y'all. I need some other folk that ain't afraid to admit there have been times you wanted to throw in the towel. And, 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 I, and I need some folks, I need some folks to really be honest about this, that, that you felt like God did not come through for you. Mm -hmm. This is where Elijah is. As we see him under the juniper tree, 23 miles in the wilderness. He has prayed and he has asked God to take his life. And God does not respond. God does not move the way he wants him to move. So I want you to wrestle with me just for a few moments. How can you and I cope when God seems so far away? How, how can we, how can we make it? How can we deal with this? Um, I, I want to say, pray. <laughs> After all of that, I'm telling you to pray. Why? Because the text tells us that Elijah prayed to God even though God did not respond to Elijah. So you, you're going to need to pray. But there's something about prayer that I want to break down for you in this time because I promise as heavy as you feel right now, by the time I get to the end of this sermon, a whole lot of y'all going to beat me shouting. 
I guarantee it. I, I guarantee it. So, 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 so how can we cope when God seems so far away? And, and here's the thing I want you to understand. First of all, understand that God answers every prayer. In, in, in other words, there is consistency when it comes to prayer. Now, you're saying, Pastor, I, I, I don't get that. It's in verse 5 through 8. God answers every prayer, but it may not be the answer you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God, God answers every prayer. Elijah, after he asked God, take my life, Elijah has an angel to wake him up, touch him, and say, get up. All prayers are answered, and you got to realize and remember that God will answer every prayer. Now, I'm getting ready to drop something on you for free. There's a difference between an unanswered prayer and an ungranted petition. Because wishing ain't prayer. Uh-oh, I'm coming after a few of y'all. Uh, wishing ain't prayer. Elijah said he wished he was dead. That ain't prayer, y'all. Now, now you can go to the throne of grace, make all your wants and wishes known, have all your wants granted, have all your wishes granted, and still not receive an answer to your prayer. Think about that. Think about that because here's the deal. The purpose of prayer is to commune with God and have conversation with God. And the period of waiting for the granting of some request is often rewarded by a far greater gift than what you asked for. Because the gift that you need sometimes ain't the answer to your prayer, but it is the gift of God's God self. Now, 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 I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready to make somebody shout because cause when I think about text, this shouts me. Elijah's prayer is answered, but his request is denied. See, y'all don't even know when to shout. Y'all don't even know when to shout. Because in this instance, what is denied is according to a much greater plan and the wisdom that God has for our future. Elijah said, Lord, take my life. And the Lord said, get up. Uh, uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. See, 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 you need to thank God for saying no to some of your prayers. Listen, if you and I got everything we wanted from God, some of us would not be here right now. Too many of us, we look at God like God is some blessing slot machine or going to play the heavenly lotto or some sort of sanctified Santa Claus, blessing capitalism and a philosophy of prosperity. But when you have a dry spell like Elijah had, a dry spell where all you get is silence from heaven, when God seems so far away, you can lose your mind. But if you you know that God has something better for you. He'll keep on praying even when God don't respond. Job, Job, Job said, Job said, I've heard of you by the hearing of the ear. That's hearsay. But then Job one day said, but now my eye sees y'all. That's heart sight. 
We say that God is love, but it's not enough to just say that God is love. You got to know that God is love. We, we say that God will hear our prayer. You got to know not only that will God hear your prayer, but know that sometimes God will say no to your prayer because the stuff you pray for, and I know I'm getting ready to make somebody mad, is stupid. Now, 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 now. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 this, this, this is, this is what, this is what shouts me. And I know some of y'all not gonna like it because we are bought into this Americanized Christianity. But here's what blesses me. God at times will use a dry spell in your life so you can get closer to God so that God can drop on you what God really wants you to have. Sometimes we won't what we've been praying for more than we want God. Mm-hmm. 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 Y'all know what I mean by that. Many of us know we need the Lord's help and we want the Lord's help, but we don't want the Lord. When we don't get what we ask for, we're talking about we're done with God. What, 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 what happens? What happens to y'all when the marriage you've been praying about still winds up in divorce court? What, what happens when the trial you've been praying for has lost his or her ever loving mind? What, what happens when the one you love who is sick and you've been praying and they still don't get any better. What happens when the cancer does not go into remission? What happens when you don't find that Christian mate? What happens when folks continue to get on your reserve nerve? You fill in the blanks. You know what you need. And I want to raise this question, St. Paul, because this is going to be the litmus test in this season. If God does not respond to your prayer the way you want God to respond to it, my question is, will you still want God for God or do you want to use God as a means for something else? Sometimes God says no. Because God knows what you're asking for. You really don't need. So sometimes God says no. Because God knows at that moment you stuck on stupid. Sometimes God says no because what you're praying for is out of a moment of darkness. And God knows it ain't in your best interest. Some things we pray for ain't God's timing for us. 
But I need to share this with some man, woman, boy, girl under the sound of my voice right now. Don't give up on God because God will not give up on you. Boy, one of the things that I can shout about being a black preacher and a black Baptist preacher at that is that we got some hymns that will remind us of the faithfulness of God. It's like Charles Tinley said, trials dark on every hand and we cannot understand all the ways that God will lead us to that blessed promised land. But he guides us with his eye and we'll follow till we die for we'll understand it better. Y'all help me preach this thing by and by. When the morning comes, when all the saints of God are gathered together at home, we will tell the story of how we overcome and we'll understand it better by and by. If your prayer life is drawing you closer to God and helping you to understand and appreciate who God is, then you can shout even when God don't move the way you want God to move because you know that God is more than consistent. Understand, God ain't on vacation. God has not closed up the shop to the throne of grace. The angel touched Elijah and said, boy, get up. Got some stuff for you to do. But, but, but not only is there consistency when they come to prayer, you got to learn how to shout on the configuration of prayer. Configuration, that's, that's, that's dealing with the shape a prayer. That's in verses 9 through 12. And I want to slow walk you just for a moment because the response to your prayer does not always come the way you expect it. The, the shape, the configuration may be different than what you expected. Job, when he was going through all that stuff he was going through, prayed to God, asked God, argued with God, Debated with God, and if you read Job from chapter 5 to chapter 37, Job is going back with his boys and going back and forth with God, and there is no answer. Listen, Job had a whole bunch of questions, Job had a whole bunch of issues, and y'all stop saying that Job was patient because Job was not patient, he just hung in there. Job, Job had a whole lot of questions for God. And from Job chapter 5 to Job chapter 37, Job is just ranting and raving, going off on God, talking about where are you, Lord? And in chapter 38, God says, hey, Job, here I am. I heard you've been looking for me. And since you've been looking for me, you got all these questions. But before I answer any of your questions, I got some questions for you, Job. Job, where were you when I laid down the foundation of the word? Come on, Job. Let's have a debate now, Job. Where were you when I made the snowflake? Where were you when I made the behemoth? Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth and the sea? Come on, Job. Talk to me. Where were you when I flung the stars against the black canvas of the universe? Certainly, Job. You know all this. And you know what Job said? Job said, God, you don't even need to answer my question. Just the mere fact that you responded is good enough for me. Here is the shout of this move for me, y'all. Elijah wanted to die. And he went to God with that request twice. Elijah wanted to die. But the answer to his prayer took on a different shape. Elijah is saying, Lord, kill me. 
And God is saying, eat. <laughs> Elijah, Elijah is saying, Lord, take my life. And the Lord is saying, get up. Elijah is saying, Lord, I don't feel like living anymore. And God is saying, I got something else for you to do. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, now watch, 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 watch how God, watch how God messes up Elijah. Uh, 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 uh. God tells Elijah, I want you to go stand out on the mountain. He goes to the mountain. The Lord passes by, sends a major hurricane wind, but God ain't there. The wind stopped blowing after splitting the rocks, and then there was an earthquake, but God wasn't there. Uh, The answer did not come in the form that Elijah had anticipated. So watch this. So after the wind, after the earthquake, there was a fire, but, but, but God wasn't in the fire. Now, these are considered to be, ooh, help me preach this thing, God, theophanies. Theophanies are places where God shows up in nature. So, so he wasn't in the wind. But last time I read something about God doing something with the wind was when he led the children of Israel out of Egypt. And when they got to the Red Sea, that a mighty rushing wind came and blew and it parted the Red Sea. So I know God can be in the Red Sea. Uh, all right, but, but he ain't in the wind in this text. Uh, last time I read my Bible, I, I, I saw that God could also be in an earthquake where he would move the earth in such a way that when the children were at Mount Sinai and God was giving them the commandments and they started acting ignorant, he sent an earthquake that shook that mountain. But, but God wasn't in an earthquake in this. And God knows we know that God could be in a fire because he called Moses from a burning bush. But in this text, God ain't there. The answer did not come in the shape that Elijah wanted. Bible says that in a still, small voice, he heard from God. See, you see, 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 in a still, small voice. And when we pray for supplication, we have something we want the Lord to do for us. And God has something he wanted to do for Elijah. The shape of the answer to your prayer was different than what you expected. You need to learn how to give God praise that he may not come when you want him to come, but he's always on time. And he may not move the way you want him to move, but the way he moves is going to be better for you than what you originally have wanted. Elijah wanted to die. God gives him something to drink, something to eat, and gives him an assignment. As a matter of fact, this is how awesome God is. The Bible says that the food and the drink that Elijah had gave him strength for 40 days. He was looking for something loud. And the Lord said, Elijah. 
was looking for sympathy. And the Lord gave him an assignment. Let me close. Uh, consistency. Configuration. But the final thing I want to drop on you is confirmation. What God says in response to our prayers. Verse 13 through 18. Here, here, here's, here's the problem with a lot of us. Is that we are people pleasers. Instead of God pleasers. And when you try to please people. You will always be fear, be in fear of the people you want to either please or overcome. The one thing about people is that they will always leave you in a constant state of fear. We're afraid we will not please this one. And if we please this one, we won't please that one. People pleasers are always scared. And can't speak truth to power. I am not. And this is why I get into trouble around here in St. Paul because I ain't trying to please y'all. Yep, I ain't get too many claps. That's all right because I ain't here to please you anyway. I'm here to please God. I'm here to please God. See, the content of what God is trying to say to you is more important than the request of your prayers. Elijah was a people pleaser and he was taking his signals from folks. God knows what Jezebel said. Jezebel sent Elijah a threat and said, boy, I'm going to get you. And Elijah took his signals from Jezebel instead of God. So Elijah became scared for his life. People pleasers will always be afraid. He was taking his signals from the wrong source and God in the content of his response had to straighten Elijah out. Here's what Elijah did. Here's what God did. God said, Elijah, let me scotinize it. God said, Elijah, shut up. Come here. Be still and know. The wind come by and split the mountains, but it didn't blow Elijah one bit. You miss your shout. I said the wind came by, split the mountain, but didn't blow Elijah one bit. You still don't know when to shout. I said the wind came by, split the mountain, didn't blow Elijah one bit. An earthquake destroyed from Sinai to Damascus, but Elijah was unharmed. All God was saying, listen, be still and know I got some orders for you. I'm the one in charge, not Jezebel and Ahab. Sometimes our seemingly unanswered prayers is God's way of telling us, I've heard what you've been asking for, but I want you to want me more than you want what you've been asking for. Be still and know that I am God. It is in the stillness of your prayers that another great thing you and I got to learn. Because so many times we think getting out of trouble into the comfort of prayer is what we need. But God is saying, I'm not going to get you 
out of the trouble. I'm going to bring you through the trouble and let you stand in the trouble so that when you stand, people will know I am by your side and I am covering you. The wind should have knocked him off the mountain, but God was covering him. The earthquake should have destroyed him, but God was covering him. The fire should have burned him up, but God was covering him. And I want to let somebody know because somebody go get this. You don't even know when to thank God because the stuff that should have killed you, you're still standing because God was covering you. Woo! Prayer is not an escape hatch from trouble. (laughs) Prayer is not getting out of the fight. But prayer is having the strength and courage to stay in the fight. And watch God fight through you. Let me... Verse 15 through 18. Am I doing okay? All right. Okay. Now, just know, I'm I'm just just trying to get a pulse for the congregation. I ain't trying to please y'all. I'm trying to please God. Trying to get a pulse. I'm trying to make sure I'm making sense. Because in verse 15 through verse 18, notice what God does. God says, listen, go back. (laughs) Go back. To where Ahab and Jezebel are. And know I'm with you. I got some assignments for you. I want you to go and anoint Haziel as king. I, I, I I got some assignments. I got some assignments. I got some assignments for you. I want you to go and anoint Jehu as king of Israel. And I want you to even anoint your successor. Yeah, 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 y'all don't need. In other words, in other words, in other words, God was saying, uh, 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 Elijah, I ain't through with you yet. I want you to go back to the very people that's trying to kill you and stand before them and carry out the assignment because guess what? If Hazel don't get Ahab and Jezebel, Jehu will. And if Jehu don't get Ahab and Jezebel, Elijah will. But guess what? You ain't got to worry about handling them because I already got them taken care of. Let me... I dare you, I dare you, I dare you, I dare you, I dare you to stay with the Lord because when you stay with the Lord, you will discover that God is the I am for everything that you need. Even when it seems like your prayer ain't being answered, I dare you to keep on praying. Even when it seems like God ain't responding to your prayer, I dare you to keep down falling on your knees and telling the Lord, Father, I stretch my hands to thee, no other help I know. I dare you that if you trust and never doubt, one 
day the Lord will surely bring you out. It is in prayer where you understand that God will give you strength and God will give you courage and God will give you power and God will give you grace and God will give you fire and God will give you fight and God will give you hope and God will give you grace and God will give you mercy and God will give you forgiveness. I dare you to right now keep on praying because the Lord is no shorter than his word. I dare you right now don't give up. God is with you. Don't give up. Keep pressing toward the mark. Don't give up. The goal line is a reach. Don't give up. God didn't bring you this far to leave you right now. Don't give up. The Lord is your light and your salvation. Don't give up. The Lord is your shepherd and you shall not want. Don't give up. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall battle with eagles like wings like an eagle. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. Don't give up weeping may endure for a night but joy will come in the morning don't give up God is with you God fights for you God will not leave you don't give up The text, the sermon title was How to Cope When It Seems Like God is Far Away. But I need to give somebody this shout right now. It seemed like he far. But the moment that he seems the farthest is when he's actually the closest. I'm done. There, there may be somebody uh, in this place right now who feel like God is far away. But don't give up. Don't stop praying. Don't drop out. Because your breakthrough is right around the corner. Your, your, your deliverance is, is, is a few steps down the road. Your salvation is nigh. There may be some man, woman, boy, or girl in the house right now. Who, who, who don't understand... Who don't quite understand is because you're not in relationship. I want to invite you to a relationship with the God of this universe, the God of creation, the God of the cosmos. God desires to be in relationship with you right now. And it's a very simple prayer. A simple prayer of asking, a simple prayer of new life. And I want to lead you in this prayer prayer of new life, prayer of brand new start. So if, if you wouldn't mind praying after me, 
this short prayer and repeat this prayer after me. Lord, I want you in my life. I desire eternal life. I believe you sent Jesus as the answer to my prayer. I accept Jesus as Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Have your way in my life. Forgive me of all my sins. Help me be the person you want me to be. In the name of Jesus, I pray this prayer. Amen. Amen. Hear me and hear me well. If you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer online or in this house. Salvation is yours. Is it really that easy? Yes. Because you ain't saved by your works. You're saved by faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And if you want a relationship with the God of this universe, I want you to hear me and hear me well. If you prayed that prayer, you meant that prayer, you've never been baptized, or maybe you've been baptized, but you didn't understand what was happening when you were younger, but now you get it. You want a relationship with God as your father, Jesus Christ as your elder brother, the Holy Spirit as your comforter and your guide. If you want that relationship right now, for real, for real, hear me and hear me well. If you're in the house, I just want you to raise your hand. If you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, just raise your hand, just raise your hand, just raise your hand. I want you to hear me and hear me well. Deacons come into the aisles. I want you to hear me and hear me well. If you got your hand up and you're serious about that, I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. If you got your hand up, I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down. I want you to come down right now. I want you to come down right now. God bless you, my brother. God bless you, my sister. Come on. 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 St. Paul, we could do a whole lot better than that. We could do a whole lot better than that. I want you to come down right now. If you are watching us on Facebook or on our website and you want a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, type in salvation in the chat box. When our digital minister is going to reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or on telephone, email us at connect at spbc.org. SBBC, connect at spbcnc.org or call us at the church at 704-334-5309. Bye. I can say this without hesitation. I know tomorrow's Memorial Day, but if you call the church office by 5 o'clock tomorrow, even on Memorial Day, somebody will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are as far as being a part of this church. Amen. Amen. Here's my second call. If you're here right now, you're saying, listen, Pastor, I'm already saved. I got a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. But I don't have a church home. And you're bouncing around from place to place. You want to get connected to the church because guess what? Jesus Christ established the church. I would love to be your pastor. These men and women would love to be your brothers and sisters in Christ. If you are here in the sanctuary right now, you don't have a church home or you want to join us under watch care. You're going to be here temporarily. You want to just roll with us until you go back home. I would love for you to do that. So hear me and hear me well. If you're in the church right now in this physical space, you don't have a church home or you're just looking to connect till you get back home. Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. You don't have a church home. You look to connect until you get back home. Would you hold up your hand? Hold up your hand. 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 If you're watching us online. I want you to type in connect on Facebook or on our church website 
one of our digital ministers will reach out to you and let you know what the next steps are. If you're watching us on YouTube or listening to us on telephone, email us at connect at spbcnc.org or call us at the church office at 704-334-5309. Let us know you want to unite with us based upon your experience with Jesus Christ and we would love to do life with you. Amen. St. Paul, can we celebrate these that have taken the opportunity to come? We could do a whole lot better than that. Before COVID, I would come down and shake your hand and and, and, and give you a, a, a hug and, and, and thank God for you. But I'm going to do fist bump, all right? I'm going to do fist bump. Is that all right? And so I want you to follow. Uh, we have a couple of people over here that's going to help you to uh, understand the decision that you're making. So I want to give you, God bless you. God bless you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Y'all going to get the biggest cheer. Come on, St. Paul. Let's give God praise. We could do a whole lot better than that. Let's give God praise. Listen, let's go ahead and stand. We're getting ready to get out of here. Getting ready to get out of here. God constantly reminds us that God is the one in charge. Whatever you do, even when you don't feel like praying, don't give up. Don't give up. Prayer is a discipline. You know what discipline is? Discipline means you got to do it even when you don't feel like doing it. All right, let me put it like this. Brushing your teeth should be a discipline. I might need to go further than that. Taking a shower or a bath should be a discipline not when you feel like it but at least every day that's what prayer is it's a discipline don't give up on God even like I said when it seems and the working word it seems like God is far away because he's not he's not all heads bowed all eyes closed God we thank you for the gifts you have sent our way we pray the word that has been dropped in this house today will captivate and stir up a closer walk with you. Dismiss us from this moment, never from your presence. Keep us in your sovereign care. And then sometime this week, bring us back together in work, worship, worship, witness, and word, where we can grow and become better in you. In Jesus' name we pray. And now to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. To all the wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forevermore. And the people through their mass said, Amen. Amen. Go in peace. Be safe during this Memorial Day weekend and take care of yourself. God loves you. I love you, but God loves you even more. Have a great day.